Hey guys, welcome to the Hustle Faithfully podcast where determination meets devotion. You can find us on all streaming platforms by links via www.hustlefaithfully.com. Welcome back to week three in this series of the tension of transition. Transitions can be so many different things. They can be good. They can be bad. They can be fun. They can be challenging. They can be multiple at the same time. However, we've we've touched in the past two weeks on some pretty deep subjects. And this week is no different. In the first week, Ricardo made a comment about showing up for his daughters. And that's what we're going to talk about today is the transition of showing up for this situation will be showing up for your kids when you really had nobody to properly model it for you while you were growing up. So what does that look like, Ricardo? Uh, Give us a little bit of a snippet of your journey of, I know you made the comment that nobody really properly modeled it for you growing up. What did that look like for you? And how did you incorporate that into your present day life? How many kids do you have? Uh, well, of my own four. Of your own four? Yeah, but between me and my wife, we have eight. Eight kids. Yeah. So y'all actually beat my wife and I out yeah. of our six kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have more if it's left up to me. Um, but mm, it's not. Sounds like we need to get busy. Okay, it it wouldn't do any good. No, it wouldn't do any good. I mean, yeah, things have been fixed. So, you know, we can get busy anyway. Um, so what does that look like when you didn't have somebody properly model it for you, yet you wanted to make changes between you and your kids? Well, I want to say this first and foremost. Um, that, that whole idea of not having someone model it for me, became the biggest crutch in my life because I could always say I didn't have anyone model it for me. So that gives me an excuse for not um, being able to do it as proficiently Mm -hmm. as I should. Now, is it true that I didn't really have the model that I wanted for the thing I wanted to do and do it effectively? Yes, it, it's true that I didn't have the, the model in the way that I desired it. So that's true. And because of that, it, it it became one of those things that informed my actions and my decisions because of that, because that's that's kind of what I knew. But I turned something that was that was a legitimate uh, reason for um, me not having this instruction and legitimize it as an excuse in my own mind. And thus, whenever I got to the point where the rubber meets the road, so to speak, I said, well, I can't do this or I'm failing at this because of that. A lot of it had to do with me being afraid of failing at it. So at times when I when I got to the point where I hit my head, my, my, my level of experience and know-how, when I hit my head in that area, I would default to the excuse because at that point, I'm entering into a, a territory or into a, a, a uh, space that I'm unfamiliar with and uncomfortable. Mm. So I could always say, hey, look, I don't, I don't know how to because of this. But it was an excuse. You know? How did you push past that excuse? Um, honestly, the, the 
I mean, it's, it's, it's been a long journey with really being completely past that, you know. I, I think verbally, I've said I'm, I'm past it in some areas, and I think some areas it may still be present in a way that I'm not completely aware. But um, part of it for me was loving them more than I hated how I felt about not being for them what I thought I should be for them. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that I hated the way I felt at times, feeling shame, feeling like I'm self-standard as a as a father and as a as a parent. And so that that transition I, I faced was a uncomfortable one from not being a parent to being a parent to from being a parent that has a limited experience to one that gains experience through failure. And then, uh, well, gain experience through a measure of failure because anything I learned from is not really failure. Um, and then um, that transition that I experienced from not knowing to knowing, you know, there's a, a, a place there where you have to get over yourself to really become the, the version of yourself that's necessary for this, this job that you have as a parent. Right. I got, had to get over me and over the idea that I could just do this by not doing or doing the opposite of what I saw. You know, that's always been a, when I heard, heard somebody say that, it's always been for me one of the dumbest things to say is, what well, is the opposite of what you what you saw? It sounds good theoretically, but doing the opposite of what I saw does not inform me uh, in how to do the thing that I didn't see. Right. I've got to do the opposite of what I saw. But what does that look like in practical application when it comes to doing the thing that I didn't see actively and being proficient at doing? I tried that doing the opposite of what I saw. I flunked that test miserably, you know, because it was just not doing something rather than doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that 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 happened over over the course of man. Let me tell you. My oldest is 26, he'll be 27 this year. Um, I'm actually still in the areas of being a father. I'm still growing in, in a lot of those areas, especially with my daughters. Well, everybody is. You're always growing or you're dying. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, do you believe that you are the product of your environment in the way of if you had – a bad upbringing, not saying you did, just using this as an example. If you had a bad upbringing, then you're just doomed to give your children a bad upbringing too? Or can you change it? Oh, I mean, you could definitely change it. Now, does it have an effect on the things that you do? Yeah. I mean, it's impossible to grow up and see certain things and be taught certain things and to experience certain things and have a certain point of reference, and then all of a sudden that's not going to affect you in any mm-hmm. way or shape how, what you see and how you see it and what you choose to believe or what you can believe for or you think you can believe for and how you go about life and how you deal with issues and how you deal with problems. All those things, those things are going to inform those decisions until you get to an age where you realize I have the ability to choose different if I desire to. But up until that point, all you know is what you know, mm-hmm. and you cannot live beyond uh, what you know. If this all you know, you can't live beyond that because you, you don't have the ability to 
or any reference to know that there is a beyond. Mm -hmm. You know, so so I haven't tell someone to ask you a certain question about a certain thing that they have no idea that exists to even even think to ask the question that you tell them they should ask. Right. You know, like, how do I even know to ask that? And when I don't even know this thing exists to ask you about. Right. You know. So, yeah, you can change it. Absolutely. Um, but you definitely have to know that it can be changed to want to change it, because unless you know that there is a difference, you don't desire it. Right. Yep. There's a thing of breaking family curses, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my wife's late husband, his dad was uh, terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, the stories that I've heard about him, he was just a horrible, horrible person, horrible mm-hmm. father, horrible everything. Uh, to sum that up real quick, just so we don't take too much time on the podcast, when AJ, which is my wife's late husband, when he turned 18, his dad gave him a bill and said, here's what it cost me to raise you. You owe me this money back. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting concept, one that I had never heard before then. And I, I just think, man, I have I have six kids. I'm about to be cashing in. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, his his dad was not present. His dad was just not a good father, period. And then to see how he reacted and how he was a parent to Jack. And, of course, I only see this through pictures. Mm -hmm. They had a great relationship. And hearing Jack talk still to this day about AJ, he definitely shifted that dynamic. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, this is the way that my father was to me, and this is not the way that I will be to my children. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it definitely can be changed. And looking at you, I've seen you with with several of your kids. Obviously, I haven't met all of them. Some of them are, are grown and, yeah, grown and don't, yeah, grown and gone, don't live around here, whatever. But I see the relationship that you have with your kids mm-hmm. and the relationship that you have with your, your wife's paternal kids. Mm-hmm. I commend you for changing that dynamic in Mm -hmm. your life between what you are modeled versus what you're modeling for your kids. So props to you on that. Um, What could you tell our listening and viewing audience as far as the challenges of changing that dynamic and giving them some pointers on exactly how to change that dynamic? Like I said, the, the greatest change that had to be made is, is I had to understand that it was okay that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. What isn't okay is for me to continue not knowing, you know, because there's too many resources and too many avenues to find out how to do a thing that you haven't seen done. And, and but you have to want to know how to do it. You have to care enough to know. Now, just because you don't do it doesn't mean you didn't care, but you have to care enough to actually know or want to know how to be different. Because you can care and you and, and and be in a place where I care, but do I care to the point where I'm willing to do the thing that hurts? And and that means facing things that I gotta face that cause me to feel worse before I feel better. Because a lot of times we'll avoid the thing that makes us feel worse even if it's going to make us feel better in the long term, because the short term pain sometimes doesn't in your mind, it's hard to conceptualize that the short term pain is going to, going to be outweighed by the long term gain mm-hmm. that I have, you know? So am I willing to face this right now, this tension, this turmoil that I, that I got to go through in order to be in a place to be better for them. And, and it goes back to what I said before about, do I 
care more about them or how I feel? Do I love them more than I hate the way I feel? And when you get to where you can truly say, I actually love them more than I hate the way that I feel, then you deal with the part that you hate. You deal with the feeling that you have. You reconcile yourself to the, to the fact that you're gonna have to, to dig deep to get to that, what we started in episode one, talking about uh, roots and uh, being able to expose roots and be able to dig to into the depth that you need to in order to unearth this thing. Um, so that whatever is causing you to not be able to perform or do the thing that you need to do in this role, you can get rid of it because it's hindering your growth. So now you can grow uh, exponentially instead of incrementally, you know, which is what you really want to be able to do as a parent. Mm -hmm. Because the one thing I told my kids as they got older is that as much as you think as a parent, I've got all these things I'm telling you and I'm sharing with you and I'm, and I'm teaching you, I'm teaching you these things, but I don't want you to ever look at me and say, well, dad acts like he has all the answers or, or I know everything and all, and, and all these different things. I said to them, to their face, even though I'm teaching you, I'm informing you, I'm helping you grow. We're both growing and we're both learning at the same time. Right. I'm growing as a parent. You're growing as a son or as a daughter. But we're both growing. I'm learning from you how to be better for you and better to you. And you learn from me how to be better. Right. You know, so we're both in this in this process. And as long as I'm, I was willing to stay in that process of knowing that I, I may not know everything that I need to know, but I'm willing to learn everything that I need to learn so that you can grow and I can be better for you and, and better because of you. Because if, if a parent doesn't think they can be better because of a, a, a child, then they're missing a huge part of this whole parenting process because it should help you grow in ways that you never would have without the tension of parenthood. There's a lot of tension in parenthood. There's things that you have to do as a parent that you wouldn't have to do if you didn't have kids. There's sacrifices you got to make that you wouldn't have to make. There's decisions you 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 make that you wouldn't have to make. There's places you would go and things you would do that you would not do and places you would not go if you didn't do it. There's relationships you stay in that you probably wouldn't have stayed in if it wasn't for the kids. There's all kinds of things that you have to deal with mentally and emotionally. But some of the greatest pain you ever experienced is as a parent, and then some of the greatest joys you have experienced is as a parent. So the, 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 the so the, the thing about it is you have to be okay knowing that there's some stuff that I'm gonna have to confront and deal with in this process and in this role as a parent that sometimes will expose the worst of me. But if but if I allow that to happen, it'll create the best in me. Mm -hmm. You know, so those are things that that I personally I had to do was would be okay not being okay in 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 the role that I I was in as a parent. Well, like I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Well, well, I'm admitting rather than saying I'm seeing the, the benefit. I mean, not benefit, but I'm seeing the fruit of my parenting in my kids. There are certain things that's going on that are not good, but I can convince myself so I can feel better that I'm doing well. Man, I'm doing a great job. Cause all my kids are doing this and they're doing that and they got this, they've accomplished this and they've done that and all those things. But all your kids are, 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 are mentally and emotionally scarred in, in ways that you're unaware of because you're tooting your own horn, not knowing the trauma that you've, that you've experienced, you're passing on. Because mm -hmm. they're emotionally traumatizing areas that you're unaware of because in the area where you've been traumatized, you never healed from it. So you actually parenting them in a way and out of the same well that you drew from without even knowing it because you never learned to address it. 
You just learn to hide it, right? So it shows up sometimes unannounced in ways that you're unaware of because it shows up looking like something that looking like the thing that wasn't planned. Mm -hmm. Like whatever you hid, it didn't show up looking like what you hid. It showed up looking like what it grew into. So they're dealing with this thing and they're faced with this. And you don't know that that they're dealing with the thing that, that you hid when you were five and six and seven and eight that you hid them because it doesn't look like the thing you hid. So I said, that's not it. But that's actually the fruit from the thing that, mm-hmm. you, that you plant. So you don't even know to deal with it. They're having to deal with it now. So they're having to face a foe and fight a battle that you didn't face. Right. So that not only do they have their own battles, they have yours to fight because right. you didn't fight. That's right. That's right. As a parent, one of our duties to our children is to fight our battles and not run away from them. Yeah. Because just like you said, whenever we run from the battles we're supposed to fight, we're, in essence, just passing it along to our kids and saying, hey, I wasn't big enough to fight this. Mm -hmm. Now it's your turn. And I know me as a parent, I can't speak for every parent. I don't want to see my kids go through hardships. Yeah. Fact is, they are. One of my daughters was in my room last night crying because of something with a boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, whatever he is right now. It pains me to see that because, you know, we've been through those things. That's one thing I told her last night is, baby, we've been through breakups. We understand. And to a degree, again, just speaking for myself, I want to go in there and say, hey, baby, look, this is how to handle this. Mm-hmm. But I can't. Right. Because she's got to go through it. She's got to experience it. She's got to really learn the ways. Now, a couple of nights ago when my wife and I were talking to her, Kate did say, look, here's really three ways that you can handle this. Mm-hmm. Yet she didn't say, this is how to do it. And those three things was so generic that it covered everything. I mean, that those were really only the three ways to handle it. Whereas me as a dad, I want to say, baby, it, it's lovey. It's time to move on. Yeah. But I can't. Yeah. Because she's got to go through that. She's got to experience it. And so when she goes through it, she'll be able to help her kids through it later on in life. Now, again, sometimes that is like we're talking about knowing that you don't just go in and say, look, this is what you do. You got to let them figure it out. That's hard. That's hard as a parent. That's hard because you just want the pain to stop for them. Right. Sometimes it's not that easy. So the transition that she's going through, at least thankfully, we're there to model it for her and help her through this. Not say, look, this is how you do it. Point A, point B, point C. No, it's here's some options. Figure it out. We're here for you to help you navigate the waters. Right. But when you don't have somebody that modeled that for you, mm-hmm. would you agree that you have a bigger undertaking than somebody that does have it modeled for them growing up? Yeah. 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 It's um, it, it's it's really really difficult. It's it's like trying to to suck a golf ball up full of straw, mm. you know? Um, I have the ability to use the straw, but what needs to come through the end of it is too big for me to get 
through this through what I have. Right. Like I have the 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 the, the right. I mean, I have the the tool to be able to um, draw into me the things that I need. But the the amount that I'm lacking right now is too big for what I I have the experience and know how to do. So I'm trying to draw this thing through something that's too small. You know, my experience, my my point of reference is way too small for this. Yep. You know, so that makes it a lot more difficult, man. When you're faced with those situations, what do you do? Are there podcasts? Are there books? Are there where do you go to find the answers when you've never had those answers from home? Um, the things that, I, that I've done in my life, I've gone to the, 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 the Bible one. I've gone to uh, people that I've seen that have the experience in the area that I want. Like uh, guys I was friends with that grew up in a household with a mother and father. You know, they, they and that, now mind you, in the area that I grew up in, there are very, 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 very few homes that have mother and father. But as I got older, I've met more people, more guys that have had that grew up in a home with a mother and a father. And then they married and they've been with the same woman for 30, 40 years. So they have experience seeing it because they saw it, they modeled it. Right. You know, and then their kids. Oh, you see the difference in their kids, and then the difference in my kids or other kids. You're like, okay, I can see the result of you growing up with it and seeing it. And then you're not able to model it and your kids are byproducts of that. Absolutely. You know? So it looks different. So I'm asking questions like, man, like, how does this work? You know, um, and ask questions about things that I may not have, have have known. Like, you know, how did you get this? Or how did you do that? And, you know, why did you do that? How, how did that, how did he turn out that way? She turned out that way. These kids, they're all doing amazing things and successful and so forth. And, and and I know a couple of people that are that way, and um, and then I know a couple that didn't have it growing up, but they through one guy went to the military, got some discipline, got some you know got some things that he needed in order to help him when he when he got married to really be able to, to do the things that was necessary for him because he didn't have it growing up with his father and mm -hmm. so forth and so on. So there are different ways that that gets that where you get help. Like I said, the military for some that didn't grow up with it, then those that didn't grow up with it, they have an instruction in home. And then there's there's uh, other resources like you, you talked about books, but even the books having head knowledge is not the same as practical um, knowledge that's applicable right. to your life in a way. I can I can read and understand intellectually all day and never ever see the reality of that in my life because I know how to apply. So being able to have a, a, a mentor that you can go to um, to talk about these things, but it has to be the right mentor. Mm -hmm. You can't be mentored in your private life regarding family with the person that mentors you with finance. That's right. Because does, does finance have a role within your framework or your family? Yes, but that's all they know. They can't help you with relationship. Right. You know. So that's part of, like I said, podcast, um, uh, mentorship. Uh, like I said, the Bible is one I, I, that I that I reference and go to. Um, books, um, just just things like that. Peer, there's peers that we have that I trust that I can go to, but. Those are the things that I've that I, that's helped me throughout the years. Nice, nice. Yeah, there's always resources, especially in this day and time of the information age. Mm -hmm. There is a concept of being very cautious of where you're getting that information from because yeah. you you hit on it. You wouldn't go to marriage advice for mm -hmm. or family advice for finances. Mm -hmm. Yes, they overlap. Mm -hmm. 
yet find people that it's their specialty. Yes, sir. I, yes, sir. I know some people that have a mentor and that mentor mentors them for everything. Mm -hmm. uh, it's dangerous. It is. I don't care if they are a phenomenal business mentor and, you know, they've amassed millions or billions and their family falls apart. Right. Every, you know, three years. So they've got a different family every couple years. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So just be very mindful of where you're pulling the information from that you're getting. Yeah. But everything can be changed. It can. Every single aspect of it, except the experience, can be changed. Right. Experience is what it is. But what you do with it, how you process it, and then how you respond because of it, all of those things can change. Right. You know. The experience also gives you a different way to teach it as well. Mm -hmm. So your experiences are there for a reason. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Especially the bad ones. Yeah. That's very hard to say. Mm -hmm. But you're we've all heard that you learn more in the valleys than you do the mountaintops. Yeah. And that's very true. And and that's if you're aware that in the valley is where you dig your well and draw your water and equip yourself for the next mountain. Mm. Because if you're not, you spend time frustrated in the valley. Wait and climb the mountain, and you'll climb, you'll prepare. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's in these low places where I learn the most and where I have to grow the most. Because if I don't, I'll come back down the mountain real quick. That's right. That's right. Wow. So we have established today that everything's changing. Even when you have not had someone to model for you exactly what you need. Yeah. How to show up for family. It's really about mentorship. That's that's a large part of this because you have to find the people that have had success in that area yeah, you do. to draw from. So who are you reaching out to? Who, who is mentoring you? Who is helping you get from where you're at now, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, to where you want to be? It's all about growth. Life is about growth. You are always growing or you are dying. Mm -hmm. Find those resources that will help you get to the levels that you're wanting, to the levels that you are seeking, to the levels that you know that you deserve to be at. Whether that is family related, financial related, business related, fitness related, find those that can help you. There is a huge wealth of knowledge out there. And here's the thing. When you read a book, you're condensing decades into days. Because that author is taking their experiences that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. And you can learn from them. Maybe that book took them 10 years to condense down into 200 pages. And you're able to read it and apply it within 200 pages within, you know, 10 hours worth of reading versus 10 years worth of work. 10 years worth of experiences, good and bad. Always find somebody that can help you get to that point. To those people that will say, hey, I believe in you. You've got this. Keep right. pushing. Not somebody that's going to fluff you up and tell you that everything's great. And you're saying, no, I'm drowning. This is not great. This is not good. But they'll hear you. They're a lot easier to talk to. They're a lot easier to find that common ground with and to help push you through. The people that are not judgmental. Those people that say, okay, you've had some hurt. You've had some heartache. 
Let's go. I believe in you. Your secrets, if they're secrets, are safe with me. But continually pushing forward and saying, you know what? I had no one to teach me how to do this. So let me find somebody that does. I had nobody to teach me how to successfully run a business. So let me find those that can help me successfully run a business. You know, Ricardo and I have some friends that are much further along in their podcasting life than what we are. Yeah. yeah. And we talk to them and we find out things of how to increase and improve ours because they've already been through it. So let's learn from their experiences. This goes in every stage of life. Ricardo, you've shared some in-depth stuff with us, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Oh, you are. Some, some personal stuff of your upbringing. Mm-hmm. Why do we do that? Why do we share things of what we've gone through? Whether it's our upbringing, whether it's death in the family, or next week we're going to be getting into the tension of transition when you go from the mountaintop of making a sustainable living to not. We'll get much deeper into that next week, but always having somebody there to keep encouraging you, to keep believing in you, because there might be times where you get to the point where you don't believe in yourself. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's not a fun time. It isn't. And the the thing that, that all this does in sharing this information, we're not just sharing it just to be sharing it. You know, there's specific reasons for why this information is shared. You know, one thing it helps with is there's a certain relatability that, um, we have and and you will have with us because, you know, there's things that we all go through that are common to us all. You know, one of the worst things you can do is localize a global issue. Mm -hmm. You know, it's as if you're the only person going through it. No one else will understand. No one else is experiencing this but me. You know, this voice me thing. Why me? Why me? But then you find out there's others that are going through things that are similar and maybe even worse than what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And somebody that can understand what you're facing and what you're dealing with. And, and some, someone that's overcome the things you're trying to figure out how to overcome. So being able to be um, transparent about these things, being able to be uh, honest and open and, and uh, transparent about it is so important because if you don't, you'll lock yourself in with the lion, so mm-hmm. to speak. The thing that's destroying you mentally and emotionally and at, at, at times physically because stress will, will, will literally kill is the thing you end up locking yourself in with because you say no one else will, will understand. So I won't talk about it. No, no one else is dealing with this with me. So I won't talk about it. So you end up locking yourself in saying, I'm going to protect myself from the responses of others, others that don't understand and will ridicule me. And you inadvertently protecting yourself from the outsiders, but killing and dying from within, you know, you're killing yourself. So we hope by unpacking this stuff, ourselves and sharing some of these things that we ourselves have gone through and have experienced that it will help you unlock the gate and let the line out, mm-hmm. you know, so that others that are able to help you can come in and the thing that's killing you leaves. So we hope that this podcast has been helpful to you the first week, this week, all of the episodes and, and other topics that we've had over the last 
um, year. I don't know how long we've been on this podcast, but there's a lot of things that we've talked about that are helpful. And I hope that me and Jonathan both hope that this discussion we've had over the last two weeks and the subsequent weeks that we'll have will be helpful and impactful in your life. So stay with us, guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. And next week, again, we will be talking about financial transitions. So join us again next Thursday mm -hmm. for the Hustle Faithfully podcast. And until then, remain blessed and unstoppable. I'll see you guys later. Remember, if you're going to hustle, hustle faithfully. I'll see you later.